This is The Branding Iron, and I'm your host, Edward Simpson. Today we'll be talking about how to design a marketing strategy that can get you in front of an audience and attract leads for your business or brand. So to start off with, uh, I think it's no secret that despite COVID and the challenges that many businesses are facing right now, there's still people out there starting businesses and starting brands. And if you are, uh, you're probably somewhat worried. I mean, you're probably thinking the economy's down, people aren't spending as much money. How am I going to get customers? Uh, You could be faced with several questions depending on who you are. If you're a business with a storefront, you might be wondering how you're going to get foot traffic when there's a reality of less people out and about. If you're a restaurant, you might be wondering how you're going to get Patrons. If you're If you're someone that's just offering a product or a service, you might be wondering how you get in front of them and how you spread word about yourself when there's a lack of networking opportunities or trade show events or events for whatever industry you're a part of. It really depends on what your practice is, what your business is, and and, uh, who you are with some of the questions you're going to be facing as you design a marketing strategy. But this podcast episode is to help you come up with a few just Easy tips starting off for any business owner or anybody really starting with a new business looking to grow. Um, To start off with, one of the things that I typically look for when designing a marketing strategy for a new business is what their budget is. If you don't have a budget, that's no big deal. But if you do have a budget, you're already starting off pretty strong. A budget could help you create a more targeted effort where you get your message out in front of the right audience, in front of the right group. And then from there, all you really have to worry about is how effective the message you created is. Now, those are two different things. One is just getting your message out. and The other is actually creating an effective message that resonates. Uh, creating an effective message that resonates, though, is really part of your branding. Um, you got to understand your value proposition. you got to understand what your target audience wants. And you got to understand what you represent as a brand, what you're talking to, what your passion is, and what drives behind your business. So if you don't have a message, you really should if you're going to start off with a marketing strategy. But for those who do have messages, uh, the next question is always how do you get in front of the right people? And the budget helps. Uh, Budgets give you so many different channels to pursue marketing through. Uh, In in an earlier time, that might have looked like billboards, print ads, Uh, radio broadcasting and these are all things that are still around today and I'm sure there's things that I don't know about that were going on but uh, you could also think about like a sponsorship you could think about uh, just partnering with specific publications uh, that might publish stuff about your business industry Um, it really depends on who you are so I would consider all the different channels that you subscribe to that your community subscribes to that the your brand is a part of and I would look at exploiting those and trying to pay for spots and pay for exposure that's really a great way to get in front of people but not all businesses have the luxury of a budget to get in front of audience especially new businesses new businesses are often struggling with coming up with funds sometimes they're even looking for ways to raise capital 
so if you're one of those new businesses or brands without tons of money in the bank and you're just trying to figure out the most effective, cheap um, way to get in front of people that still helps you garner leads and create customers, then you're probably going to have to look at something like social media or the internet or get really creative with your approach. So to, to start off with, social media is easy because it gives you the avenue to create a profile where you can you know continually update your audience about what's going on with your business. Also gives you an avenue though to join groups that are already out there where your industry or your interest or whatever you know your brand stands for is being discussed. One of the biggest things out here that are one of the best examples that come to mind out here I should say is outdoor brands. The communities that are in the outdoor space right now are largely growing, especially due to the fact that COVID-19 has kind of changed the plans for many people this summer. So many people are shooting off to the outdoors to enjoy it. As a result, if you're an outdoor brand, you would look at joining like outdoor groups. So say we're some big hotshot in the outdoor camping world like REI or, you know, just something in that that uh, clout of a brand, just for example's sake, and say that we're wondering, okay, we got this sale, this promotion that's going on, but nobody knows about it. How are we going to get in front of people? And in this case, maybe we don't have tons of budget to really promote it. Maybe we've taken a loss or something. Um, so we post to all the Denver camping groups or something. Hey, this is going on. We know y'all are interested. Uh, come swing by if you want to learn more, you know, you could easily plug into different audiences and different crowds through finding different groups and joining them. I mean, you got groups on Facebook, you have hashtags on Instagram, you have hashtags on Twitter that give you new ways to discover new audiences. And then on LinkedIn, you have hashtags. There's so many ways. And then one social media tool that not a lot of people talk about because it's not often used for business is Reddit. That can give you a huge uh, community to tap into. I know right now, for example, one of our clients is in the stock market. Uh, I don't know if I call it the stock market industry, but they deal with stocks. They deal with trading. They're a trade support um, app. And as a result, Reddit has tons of stock market communities of investors looking for trading tips and advice. And they're already producing content that is of a that is of value and provides those answers. The only difference is now we just post it to that Reddit group and they see it and they go, Oh, this is a much larger community seeing this content than we would have had just posting it on our social page. So you have to kind of get creative with ways to get in front of people, but that's what marketing at its core is. It's getting in front of people. Now, if you don't have the social media, you might need to look at the other uh, partnerships you do have to get in front of new audiences. Something that might be worth considering is cross-promotion. Say you run a blog on your website that puts out your message. Well, really the only traffic that that is probably getting is through search engine optimization, uh, through keywords that people are searching to find that blog or you know, in regards to specific questions that they may have that your blog answers. 
You can get in front of new audiences, though, through cross-promotion, through partnering with another brand that's in your space. So say, for example, you're somebody who makes clothes. Well, maybe it's worthwhile for you to partner with a magazine that puts out different fall releases or something, different fall lines of clothing. That way, when they release their fall issue, you, you're one of the brands that are featured in their magazine. I don't know if y'all would – that's just an example, and it's not the best, albeit, but – I would look at leveraging the partnerships you do have that aren't going to charge you an arm and a leg or maybe won't even charge you at all to partner up with them. Look to say, hey, we'll create a blog for your website in exchange if y'all create a blog for our website. So we'll give you exposure to our audience if you give us exposure to your audience and we'll kind of cross-pollinate for each other, so to speak. That's another good strategy you can use as a new brand. You should also probably look at getting a little creative because there's a reality that many new brands are going to face, and that's the reality that you kind of need money to market, even if you're doing it in a cheap fashion. So while a lot of these strategies can help you save a lot of bucks, you might eventually come face-to-face with the reality that you do need to have a marketing budget. Because even in the constraints of content creation, you might need to buy a prop, you might need to get equipment for recording. There's so many different challenges and things that you may experience when creating content that you're going to have to market out later. And another thing you could do is consider a guerrilla marketing strategy. Depending on your brand and your business, it could be very much appropriate. Guerrilla marketing strategies are very creative in essence and typically they can help you save some money. So what would I mean in guerrilla marketing? Uh, Well, it typically is an enthusiastic approach to getting your brand image, your identity, your message out. So in doing that, it's kind of a, a bombardment, so to speak. Typically, guerrilla marketing is a strategy that uses surprise or unconventional interactions to engage the public. Um, Some recent examples that I could actually think of, and there might be political, but they are guerrilla marketing nonetheless, is like something like Black Lives Matter. Um, If you look at certain cities, they have giant murals they've now painted on the streets, you know, with those three words, Black Lives Matter. Uh, And that's very much a strategy. I've seen the same thing replicated by McDonald's even, where they painted a giant uh, McDonald's fry box where a crosswalk is and all the lines for the crosswalk are fries. Uh, guerrilla marketing really is just about an unconventional approach and it can typically save you money if you do it correctly. Now, that's not to say that guerrilla marketing doesn't cost money. It can also cost you a lot of money depending on what you're trying to do, I'm sure. For example, for the people that may have painted those giant murals on the street, paint was probably pretty expensive. Um, So it is worth considering how you're going to make these things a reality. Now, one strategy that I'll just kind of toss off to y'all that you can use if it's appropriate for your business and that could probably save you a considerate amount of money is just creating a worthwhile image or logo, something that gets your message across or your promotion, yada, 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 and make sure that you can – well, not make sure, but – and you can buy – stickers from different suppliers but typically the cost of buying stickers is very cheap and you can buy some really nice stickers 
with whatever you're looking to uh, promote on. So I'm going to put myself in the shoes of a skate brand right now. Um, that's a, I think that's an industry that this strategy could work for because it's an industry already versed in street art, streetwear, graffiti, anything that happens in the street is skateboarding, in my mind at least. Uh, I'm sure there could be a skateboarder out there that might disagree. <laughs> but if you're a skate brand and you, say, get a bunch of stickers printed with your logo on it and maybe whatever's going on, y'all have a new board released next month or something, you start posting that, you know, littering those stickers all throughout skate parks and skate shops and you get them to be sent to your customers and stuff, you can begin to create a guerrilla, guerrilla marketing effort by you know, creating a recognizable presence in all the place that your target consumers frequent, skate shops, skate parks, uh, anywhere else they frequent. So maybe, you know, like a, a hidden skate spot in the city or a DIY spot that someone built, then you go litter that with your stickers too. There's a lot of ways to get creative where you can save money and stickers are just an easy way to do it that I'm giving y'all for a beginner strategy. I'm and if you want to use it, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so guerrilla marketing could be another cost-effective solution uh, for, for brands just starting out. Now, one thing a lot of new brands do and a lot of new businesses do that I'm not necessarily against is they start a blog or they write a book and they make it gated content. And I do think those are good strategies for creating valuable content that your audience may be interested in. But I do think they also come with their limitations and their drawbacks. What are their drawbacks? One may ask after hearing that. Well, when you run a blog and, or you write a book, you're already depending on a certain amount of vested interest in who you are or what you have to offer as a brand or what you have to say. So you're already assuming that your audience wants to hear what you have to say. Now, if you're a new brand or a new business, that's a pretty big assumption to make because you haven't necessarily established a lot of credibility as a brand or a business yet. You might not have any reviews on your website. You might not have anything to really point to uh, the expertise behind what your offer is. So that's where blogs and books can begin to fall back because if nobody wants to read your message, then you could have just created something that, you know, you put a lot of effort in that doesn't necessarily reap the reward that you would have hoped from it. Uh, and I'm also of the mindset that you want to work smarter, not harder. So you don't want to spend all this time writing blogs and, you know, writing content when nobody's reading it or cares about it. I mean, at the biggest, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that you want to make sure is happening is your community's growing. So how do you get people involved in your community and engaged in your community if they don't care what you're saying yet? Um, well, I think some of the best ways people can do this is just by running a contest or even a giveaway. Uh, so in, in essence, incentive marketing. A giveaway or a contest can get your product out there. It can begin to Say you give it away to an influencer and you get a review. That review's good. Then you're doing a good job of starting to get out in front of the right audience. So you need to think about how to get people to engage. So say you make it incentivized and 
it'll give away one free whatever you offer in exchange for a share and a comment. And you'll select one, you know, one person from the crowd that shares and comments this post to, to get your product. Or maybe you have a list of influencers in your industry that you already know. And you know that it's going to be really hard to get in front of the audience because you don't have them yet. So you say, well, I'll give away this product to the influencer in exchange for a review on their page or something. And there's very easy ways to begin to get in front of people. And sometimes marketing comes with sacrifice. You have to really believe in what you're marketing if you're going to market it. Because marketing requires a budget in most circumstances or it requires you getting out in front of people. And if you don't believe in what you have to offer, then they aren't going to either. So it's very important that if you are beginning to start a marketing strategy and consider steps like this, that what you have is fully developed. You don't want to send out a product to an influencer, say, and have it not be finished. And then while they're reviewing it on their channel, they make all those discoveries themselves and pass it on to everybody who's now associating your brand with a broken product or a broken whatever your offer is, you know? Uh, so these are just things to consider when doing something like that. You do want to make sure that, you know, you believe in what you're putting out and that all this stuff is ready and prepared appropriately. You could also look to, I mean, I think some of the biggest brands that have found success today have really found success with influencer campaigns. I almost think of several drink companies that have, you know, found their way, uh, like Bang Energy, not something I necessarily drink myself, but it is a drink that has exploded in popularity. You have drinks like White Claw that have also exploded in popularity. And it's and those are very hard industries to get involved in, if you think about it. These are, I mean, alcohol is an industry that's been dominated by a few top brands for who knows how long. And then you go to a liquor store and you can find Tons of other, you know, stuff that's not necessarily as well advertised, but the big brands, it's really hard to break in to certain markets like a light beer brand or a light drink brand, you know, and White Claw did it and they did it through influencer marketing, through the power of review, the power of testimonial and the power of seeing other people use it. You know, when you see somebody use something, you begin to associate that with whatever they're using it in regards to. So... With White Claw, when you see tons of people drinking a hard seltzer at the beach, you begin to associate hard seltzers, one, as a beach drink and also as a go-to drink that many people like. So it, they very much created the right strategy in that regard. They got their drink out there, people enjoyed it, and people saw other people drinking it as well. So it began to create that effect where it all right, well, I know people are going to like this, so if I bring it, they'll like it. And it's just a continual effect. They really took advantage of that party culture to grow their brand. And then Bang had a similar approach where they used influencer marketing targeted at a more fitness-oriented crowd, um, one that shows their drinks being used on a daily basis and being used by people that are, you know, you consider successful by all means. And these are just two brands that I see have probably, I mean, they, they had to make some sacrifice in believing for their drinks, but by and large, it's a lot cheaper to get on an influencer's page than market yourself in a, in a magazine or on television, you know? 
So these are brands that have figured out cost-effective ways to grow. And then I'm sure as they did grow, the budget increased and they've had to you know, now pursue other marketing strategies. But those are the more cost-effective strategies they chose to run at the time. And in another life, I would have told people that event marketing can be a great way to start to foster engagement with your business and grow your community. But considering the circumstances of a pandemic and COVID-19, that is definitely not the right way to go about things right now if you're starting a business and looking to market. You'll probably just make a lot of people angry that you're hosting an event at all because there's a lot of requirements and stipulations that people hosting events have to go through right now to make sure that everybody's safe and that guidelines are followed. So I wouldn't recommend that to any new business. However, I would recommend a fundraising campaign, and that's something that I don't like to typically recommend, but in place of event marketing, that's going to be the last tip that I give people today. And the reason I don't typically like recommending it to new businesses is because I want to make sure that their heart's in the right place if they're going to start any sort of charity. Uh, charity can easily come off disingenuous for any business if people see through it as a way for you to grow your following. And if you want it to come off as genuine, you need to make sure it is. So you need to make sure it's a cause you care about. And most likely it's going to be a cause in your same industry. So the brands that come to mind immediately that have done good charitable marketing efforts are ones like Tom's. I think they had some sort of lawsuit later on, but at the beginning, it was a very good-hearted strategy. You know, buy shoes, donate a pair of shoes. Um, so you want to look to contribute to maybe things within your industry that help advance it and help advance your community as well. People really do want to help contribute and make things better, but at the same time, people are more likely to buy something that benefits them rather than to just donate to a charity. So if you find some sort of tie-in, it might you know serve two needs. Maybe it serves the need to improve their community while helping them get a product they needed or something. So that would be my last tip is to start a fundraising campaign. But make sure, for the love of goodness sake, that it is very much in line with what you do. It makes sense for your brand to pursue it. And it's something you care about because if you don't care about it, when you market it and you create a message surrounding it, it's going to it's gonna come out that it doesn't feel genuine. And that's the last thing you want anybody to feel, especially when you're looking to donate to a charitable cause. So that is episode nine of The Branding Iron. Hopefully I'll find some tips that will help you find your way throughout the challenges that COVID-19 is bringing and throughout the challenges of starting a new brand or business. Uh, thanks for joining. If you like this, feel free to subscribe, feel free to share it, feel free to even, you know, leave some feedback for us. We'll read it and I'm always in tune to look to see what other people have to say. So thanks, have a good day and Godspeed.